Now, Raiders fans, hmm, reading some of the negative comments online, the hate that's starting to build up, I'm very disappointed. Look, it's still only early days. Yeah, I get it. It hurts. It's painful. But did you see the footage after the game on Saturday night? No one's hurting more than the group, the team, the coaches. Look, in sport, things don't turn out the way you want it all the time. It doesn't go according to plan all the time. That's life. And in life, we all go through difficult periods. And just like if you had a loved one going through a difficult period, would you kick them in the guts? I didn't think so. It's going to be a test of character for the boys, but it's also going to be a test of character for all of us. All the anger, it all comes from passion. Redirect it in a positive way. Or get out there on Thursday night now with this. Use that pain constructively. Scream from every cell in your body. Not just when the boys are scoring points. Do it when they're under the pump. Show your support for the 80 minutes. Do that Viking clap as hard as you can. For crying out loud, lift. Let's make it hostile and as hard as possible for the bunnies. Because on Thursday night, that's our part. That's our night. The boys are a bit down at the moment. Let's all lift them up. Let's all together lift them up. Draw a line in the sand and ask yourself, am I going to be part of the negative noise? Or am I going to support the boys? Stay bad. Stay mean. Stay keen. And stay green. I'll see you Thursday night. Hello, Hello. one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were going to do it. I thought you were too broken to do the oh, intro. Broken. Okay, go. Go. No, you go. Hello, and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm Blake. I'm the Pork. And we're back with the uh, latest episode of the third most popular Canberra Raiders podcast. We've just been recording early, much earlier this week, because um, normally episodes come out on, on a Thursday morning, and look, the game's on Thursday night, and if we came out that early... We barely give time for people to listen to it. So we were recording early, and we were just sitting here. We were waiting for the team list to come out, and the team list has come out, and the Porks, he went white. He went, he's gone quiet. He's gone white, which is why I started doing the uh, the intro. We should, of course, mention that we are brought to you with the dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one uh, fan forum. Get on there, get engaging. With the cash money sponsorship of Landspeed Records and... Uh, we're recording in the filthiest story in the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Pork? No, no, we won't. No, we won't. And you know what? You know what, Blake? I'm just finding it hard to get up. I'm finding it hard to get up. Look, there, there's things, and you know, Raider Nick, he comes out and he says all these words, and I believe him, and I know him. I know him to be right. You know, it's like, you know, when Boromir is talking about his father, you know, saying yeah. that he has to get Isengard back for the, for the king, and he says, and I'll do it. I just don't know how. And, and and what happens to him? He ends up turning back to the the light side, but then he gets, you know, run over by the Urukai and gets cut to yeah, pieces. Right. But um yeah, it doesn't work out well for him. Is is that was um John Stark. Was it John who was yeah, the yeah, father? Yeah, 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 that's Ned right. Stark. Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's Stark. got a habit of dying and things, yeah. though, doesn't he? But it's the same character. You know, and here's the thing, you know, one does not simply go and beat South Sydney, you know. One does not simply just walk into Mordor. Um, 
It's just it's just not a done thing. And this and- is this is you know. I thought that I, you know, if I was a bit down dumps, and I was very inspired by Raiden Nick's. I'm um, very inspired by Raiden Nick, and, and I feel very similarly to. And it. I thought that we, you had come onto this podcast, and you were going to be it's all positive. We've got to stand, you know, fast. We got to believe in the team. I thought you'd probably bag out the fans a little bit because that's normally what you do, um, and it'd be onwards and upwards. But you just you're broken. So a couple of things: the team list has come out. We may as well get straight to the team. Two really big things. Well, I guess there's probably three big things that have happened. One, Jared Croker is <clears throat> injured. Yeah, he yeah, is injured. He's he's he's. That, I'm, I'm, is that I'm, a recurrence? I should also tell you, I'm also injured. He's had a recurrence of the the shoulder injury. I mean, he did grasp at his shoulder um, at a certain stage look, of the game, so look, we shouldn't be so cynical. And then, but this is this is why I'm gutted at the moment, and I do feel I do feel gutted. Um, it's not just that Hodjo's out, you know, you know the great light and hope. Or it's also that Toots is out, you know, our captain, our talisman, you know, a person we believed in for so long, the boy from G Town, he's out, and it's also Papa, you know, the Papa being rested. And, and, that's that's and it's, that's and it's me. like these things are coming down, and I'm looking at the side, and I'm looking at the south side we're playing against, and for the first time in a number of seasons, I'm wondering where it's won. And, well, you know, and I'm wondering, you know, is, you know, and I know I'm going to get up and I know I'm going to go there. And not just because I'm getting bloody paid to go there, but I'd be going there one way or another. Do you get paid by the ABC? Yes. Yeah, okay. I do. How much? None of your business. It's a <laughs> private contractual <laughs> arrangement. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm a regular on ABC, okay, ABC I get, Canberra. And I don't get paid anything at all. I get, I get free parking and I get a hot dog <laughs> and a drink of my choice. <laughs> Took me a while to get for it, but a drink of my choice, but I yeah. got it, and you know I held on for that. Well, the parking that's ten bucks. It's like twelve bucks. It goes up every. It, yeah. Goes up. Every, you wouldn't know, but it goes up every time I go. I don't know where it is. That's that. Yeah, but that, that's what I get, and that's very good. But it, it's just getting up there. Look, I, I've got to say, after the Cowboys lost, which is our third straight loss, first time since two thousand and nineteen, we've lost three in a row. This week we're not issuing the uh, twenty dollar Blake and the Pork Lance beat voucher no. for best player. Um, there wasn't anyone I I felt comfortable. I mean, the closest anybody got to that probably was Jordan Rapiner. Yeah, because for, I loved his effort. For everything's going wrong, he is trying his guts out. Anything, any chance we had right up to the end of that match, of looked like doing anything was coming out of him. Well, it, Jack had a great first half, but then he just yeah. So Jack, Jack Whiten. Oh, Jack Whiten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a great first half, but he went. He went. Well, out. the great thing, the great thing about um, that that match was, you know, like I think all the people going out there talking about Jack and George getting lots of early ball because Tom Starling on there, and therefore our attack would click and it'd be absolutely wonderful. I well, mean, it did for a time. Well, no, Jack did one of the passes, and George benefited from one of Starling's, but the Starling was where that stuff was coming from. One of the passes was Elliot Whitehead. Yeah, one was Jack and Starling was the other two, and yeah. and that that's where it comes down to. I think, you know, um, this is something, you know, that I'm upset about. Is is like where is where is Hodge? You know, when we're up against it against the Warriors, when we lost all those players, he led from the front and he was absolutely brilliant. He dug in hard, and we have to remind ourselves of something, which we'll get to in a second. But you know. The showing against the Cowboys, even in the first half, I didn't think was very good. In the second half, here's the words. Pathetic, horrible, just awful. And and with 10 minutes to go, I was sitting there with a, a friend and he said, oh, they can still come back. And I said, I don't see where a point's coming from. I don't yeah. see 
who was going to do something that is actually going to lead to a try. We'd have to have some good luck and they'd have to have bad. We couldn't get out of our own end in the second half and we looked completely rudderless. Oh, it really? It looked like it was, and it was just, if anything was going to happen, it was it was going to be an individual effort from someone like a Rappana. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, there, there was no cohesion. There was no nothing. direction there, there was nothing. And we were just finishing sets in awful positions and then mm. rushing terrible kicks and um yeah there was just there was just no direction i was like we need josh hodgson out there yeah because he's the only one direction. in the side that has like a football brain yeah and one thing you really need i think uh, and you look at the good sides they have someone who's effectively the on-field coach yeah and they're the ones that direct him around i mean look roosters played um Cronk in the 2018 grand final. Yeah, with no shoulder. Knowing that his his physical contributions were going to be severely diminished, but such was his mental contribution to the side. They needed him in there. I mean, a friend of mine played for the Raiders in the, the latter days of Laurie Daly's career, when Laurie literally, as was um, said by uh, Anthony Mundine, was running around on old legs. He was li- literally hobbling around on one leg at this stage. But he said the difference between having Laurie, a one-legged Laurie, on the team as opposed to off team, was huge because he told everyone exactly where to be and what they needed to do. And, yeah, I think Hodjo plays that role for us. Mm. And we, oh, just certainly looked, does. we just looked absolutely terrible with that, which is but, why I was surprised to see that he wasn't he hadn't well, recovered from in, his car. Well, that injury obviously hasn't come good. But, you know, in the match, there was two things. There were two dodgy penalties. CHN getting called out for tunnelling, which I thought was ridiculous. I didn't yeah. think he did it. And the other one was Croker getting called for an escort, which he clearly didn't do. I, don't but... think that, I think that actually the commentators said that the penalty was for the escort. But when you actually went back and looked at it, I think that the penalty was for the late tackle. Well, if it was kicker. a late tackle, that was slightly better because while I didn't think it was the worst yeah. I'd ever seen, that no, it definitely it was. wasn't an escort. So, I think it was. But look, in both those cases, and, and other people have gone for the try being offside with Justin O'Neill, I thought that was touch and go. I don't think that was blatantly offside. The first time I saw it, I thought, well, he's definitely onside. But when they actually slowed down, I thought, look, there's an argument to say that he's on. I think that he was offside, but to me, it wasn't really worth making that much of a big deal about it. And I don't think Ricky or anyone did, because, look, that's not the reason why we lost And that's exactly right. It's not the reason. We lost lost that game through our own ineptitude and and also through some, I think, some pretty poor um, decision-making, which I'll get to later, from the the, the coaching staff. Look, but... There, well, yeah. But look, CNK, um, obviously, we're now seeing his real value in the side. Is that last, not just the last line defence with the one on one, but actually organising and being in the right place? Yeah. Well, the thing, um, CNK is so good at it. Because if you think back to when Jack White um, was at fullback, he had a habit of being caught out of position like that, like we saw on the weekend. Yeah. But CNK always seems to be in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you don't seems... get those kicks through where... Where's the fullback? Yeah, that's right. Well, we need him back there. I think we need Hodjo back as soon as we can. And Tarpanay. Tarpanay's back on the bench this week, which is which is good news. But look, in amongst all this stuff with people saying that Hodjo wasn't giving enough early ball and they're on their back foot, people have forgotten in this... At the beginning of 2009, the Canberra Raiders changed their stripes. 2019. There was that stage when we had all the commentators, Brafe being the number one, basically saying, oh, the big Raiders Brafe, the, uh, the, the, the genius advisor. Oh, yeah, the genius <laughs> advisor, Brafe. Um, if you take advice off Brafe and Asta, but But, but he'd, really he'd come out there and say, you know, in the matches in 2019, oh, the Raiders' big forward pack, when we were the equal smallest, most mobile know, forward pack. But that was the, that was the people, lazy... People are coming out in the same way, saying the Raiders' flamboyant attack. Well, 
Well, no. We shelved flamboyant attack at the beginning of 2019 and made it all about defence. Yeah, that's what and we that's did. what got us to a grand final. And the attack came after. And the trick is this. You don't miss your tackles. You hold your line. You don't get scored on. So you're not giving back repeat sets when yeah. you get scored on. You put them under pressure. They drop the ball. You hold the ball. You get more possession. They get tired. The gap's open. And that was the game of football well, we played. And that is the game of football we need to play. Now, here... Invariably, the teams that make the... It's usually the two best defensive teams that are in the grand final at the end of the year. That's right. But in 2019, 18 times, and we won all but one of them, being the grand final, 18 times, we didn't let the opposition score more than 20 points. Yeah. 18 times we didn't, and we got all the way to the grand final. And even in the grand final, they only scored 14. We just didn't score enough. In 2020, even in in you know uh, injured status we were, 14 times we held sides to less than 20 points. Many times less than that. In fact, we had three times we held sides scoreless last year yeah. where we did these things, and we weren't scoring big points. We just were scoring as many as we needed to to win. This year, so far, we've had seven matches, three times we've held a side to less than 20 points, and three times we've won, and four times we have not held a side to less than 20 points, and four times we've lost. Yeah. And I mean, that's it's, what it's... the difference. Anyone who thinks what's wrong here is the attack is not looking at this right. What's wrong here is the defence and the expectation that what's wrong is the attack. We've forgotten who the hell we are. Yeah, I think it's also, though, harder to, under the, the, the six again and the new rules, it's harder to keep a team um, to under 20 points in 2021 than it is in 2019. I, I mean, in 2019, we were kings of, you know, the wrestle and we'd really adapted to that style. The other thing I think we really miss is um, Bateman. And, you know, oh, yeah, were teams when we were looking lost and, and hopeless and given up... Uh, in the, the back end of that game against the Cowboys, he'd be the one that would be the end goal after being scored a good con. That would be saying, you know, come on, boys, yelling at people. We just don't... I think we lo we've lost that leadership. When he came to the team, there's all these various stories you hear that he was the one that said, you know, all these close losses, all that crap that happened before I got here, that ends now. And it did. It mm. did, but now he's gone. We seem to have reverted to the bad old ways. Yeah. The bad old ways of the faders. Oh, don't say it. Don't say it. It's, you know, it's just... When, no. when, you know, when the George Williams dropped that ball and they scored that try just before halftime, I thought to myself, we're going to lose from here. Oh, and God, I don't God. think I was the only one. Look, I saw George take that so hard. He took it so hard. And, and you know, it was, it was a rough thing. But, you know, it was just a horrible match. I don't ever want to talk about it again. But look, we do need to get back to the defence. Just the defence and the rest will all follow. Defence and the rest will all follow. And you know what? Who agrees with me? Lord Funkington agrees with me. Canberra Raiders round eight, South Sydney, man. It's on a Thursday night. We've had travel from far north Queensland. It's a five-day turnaround. It's all against us, but our boys will be all right. And do you know why? Because they're going to find their identity. And do you remember what that is? Crushing defence, smashing the bastard in front of you, not letting them get up and sending a message to the rest of this mob in Myrtle and Cardinal that they're going to get hurt any time they come towards us. God, oh geez, I tell you what, it's been a rough couple of weeks to be a Raiders fan, but it doesn't matter anymore because I think they've realised that we're not the freewheeling point-scoring machine that we used to be in the back in the day. Now... We will beat you on the ground, we will beat you with the ball, and then we will score enough points just to get past you. That's all that matters, scoring enough points to win. And this week, that'll be the Raiders by 56. Come on! 
So there you go. 56 points we're going to win by. 56 nil. <laughs> if only it was true. You know, there's these guys on the Black and the Bar podcast who are a couple of Manly fans, and they said, you wait till Tommy comes back. He's worth 40 points a game. Well, you know what? He is. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like people were going, oh, Manly, you cooked and stuff. You know, one player doesn't make a team. Well, apparently it bloody does. Apparently it does. Um, we just need to get whoever our version is. Can they come back, please? Yeah, but that's right. But, well, C&K and Hodge, though. Yeah. But here, here's, here's the key. You know, there are some things, you know, that don't just depress me, but there are some things that grind my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? You know what grinds my gears, Blake? Losing three in a row. Now, I could take losing to the Panthers because we lost C&K. We had to move around. The Panthers are a very good side. And then you come back and you lose to Parramatta and it was unfortunate and we were insipid and that really, really pissed me off because I don't mind losing when they're trying. I don't mind being beaten by a better side. That happens. But when they're insipid, you know, that's no good. But going up and leading by 18 points against North Queensland, against North Queensland with Scott Drinkwater in the halves, okay? A guy who looks like he should be... A cashier at a bank or something. Yeah. He doesn't even look like a footballer. I don't know. You've got Reese Robson in the number nine jersey. We've got we've got players that you know. Who was the big guy in number fifteen with the nose that went sixteen different directions? I don't even know his name. <laughs> Not only did we blow an eighteen point lead, but we never looked like it in the second half. We didn't even look vaguely like trying it on. And and you know that's just shit. That is not the Raiders that Ricky's grown. You know, or maybe it is. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, they're they're putting the cue in the rack. They're finding excuses now. Well, it grinds my gears. If you're going to go down, I'm going to be there. I'm going to follow you the whole damn way. But if you're going to go down, go down fucking fighting. Grinds my gears. So, Blake, anything that you want to go on the burst about? No. So you don't want to go on the burst? No. 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 You just you keeping you keeping your powder dry. At this stage. That's right. Okay, well, what about Ask Clown of the Week? Ask Clown of the Week! <laughs> Who have you got? Okay, my Ask Clown of the Week, and I, it's it's going to be a bit of a longer one than usual. Go. Um, Preach. And, and I'm not going to point at any particular person in particular, because I don't know who exactly is responsible for the Canberra Raiders bench rotation, but the use of the bench on Saturday night, it could be Ricky... It could be uh, McFadden. I don't know. It could be another member of the coaching staff. I mean, Ricky may not do the, the bench rotations himself. I could, for example, I don't think Wayne Bennett does his. He probably J- Jason Demetrio or someone does his. But the bench rotation in the, sec- in the second half or in the game as a whole was absolutely awful. We're in 95% humidity or wherever it is in, in North Queensland. The forwards are really struggling. We had Gula playing 58 minutes and we had Ryan Sutton playing 58 minutes yeah Sutton's generally good for big minutes but I think he was he looked as though he was really struggling he looked like he came from Wigan didn't he yeah Uh, he's not used to those sort of hot humid steamy conditions give him a cold winter night at Canberra Stadium any any day of the week that's true and you know what he's not exactly the player who's been down on form so he's allowed to have a a slight Emre Gula comes in and then he's going to come into the side and then play 58 minutes and look he didn't have a great game he ran through on that one try, which was good. But apart from that, you know, had a couple of very costly drops. So we had these two forwards playing 58 minutes each, right? And then we had Hudson Young playing 16 minutes. And we had Saliba Havili playing six minutes. Now, Hudson Young, when he came on, he looked good. He did. He looked sharp. He, he looked did. energetic. He did. He injected something. He did. Why wouldn't you get him out there for more minutes? I and then know. Havili came on for the last six minutes to replace Tom Starling. 
that wasn't the best use. I mean, Ricky said just a couple of weeks ago what a fan he was of of Avili's impact through the middle. Yeah. Why didn't he get when we're struggling to get our own end? Why wouldn't you use him to come through the middle? It was absolutely bizarre, stupid, and pointless. And so I looked at the fifty-eight minutes that our two forward middle forwards played, and I, I sort of wanted to see what the bench sort of mark was for the elite props uh, throughout the throughout the the game in round seven. Fisher Harris, fifty-two minutes. Clemmer, 50 minutes. Tom Burgess, 49 minutes. Junior Polo, 49 minutes. Paul Vaughan, 49 minutes. Lindsay Collins, 41 minutes. And not to mention, of course, Josh Papali, who's now getting rested. He played 41 minutes as well. So the average for an elite middle in the NRL is 47 minutes. But Gula was on the field for 11 more than that in the wilting heat of North Queensland. It makes no sense at all. Um, Other teams seem to have sort of set formulas where they have, you know, these forwards play this amount of minutes. Our bench rotation seems to be done on the fly, ad hoc, without rhyme or reason. So whoever's responsible for this, sort it out, because right now you're an arse clown. And that's the A-R-S-E, arse clown. <laughs> uh, arse clown, as opposed to the arse clown, ass, the correct, which the is ass, A-S-S-C-L-O. Who's your ass clown? Man. The people who still have issues with Hodgson and think it's, uh, you know, he's the problem at all. Not only is he, you know, our best player. In my opinion, he is clearly our best player. He's the one with the footballing brain. Um, He just does so much. People saying, oh, he's the reason the attack isn't firing. Well, quite frankly, I think we saw with him out on the field what actually happened to us without his leadership when things start getting tough. And without it... He's our clutch player. He's He's the guy... And not only is he a great player, not only is he the most skillful player and our best hope, you know, I've literally seen teams cheer when they found out that he was injured and not coming back on. Literally cheer and go, oh my God, that's so fantastic because he was the one we were scared. All our preparation was about Hodgson. That's what they've said. I've heard it from three different clubs when it goes on. He's not just a, a great player. He's a great man and an honourable man. You know, he, he gives everything for this side. He's a hell of a nice bloke. Um, and he's he's not a grub in any way, shape, or form. He's just awesome. And people who detract from him right now can print those detractions on a pineapple and shove it up their ass. Because you're my ass clowns of the week. So, the South match. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. already sort of gone over it. We, no toots, shoulder injury, no papa getting rested. Still no hodjo. No. Um, not going over. We brought Simonson back into the wing. Um, Sebastian Chris goes into the centres. Where Tarpanes. he can do his best work. He's not a winger, and we saw that yeah. against North Queensland. Yeah, that's right. I don't ever I, want to see him on the wing again. I, think I want to see him in the centres where he can do his best And we've got Joe Tarpanay back on the bench. Um, and apart from that, the side is as was. And baffling. Uh, baffling. That's running with that same forward pack again, as is, is baffling. Uh, Ryan James, I've said it. Previously, I think he's a shadow of the former player he was. Um, he looked very average uh, in the wilting heat of Townsville. I expected if anyone was going to get rested in the lead up to this game, it would be Ryan James. But no, he's 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 there again. Um, Emre and, Gula, and you've got to think, you know, two seasons of basically not playing any. Does he have any real depth to his match fitness? And maybe that's what he's a shadow. I mean, I, we shouldn't, we didn't have unrealistically high expectations of him coming into the season, but he's nowhere near the player that he was that used to drive me absolutely insane. Mm. That was absolutely into everything, niggling, mm. running around, chasing, you know what I mean? He was yeah, yeah, yeah. offloading. He's he's a shadow. Um, 
you, it's the same pack as last week. And, and before kickoff last week, I went, of our predicted round one pack, the only person who's actually in the starting lineup is Elliot Whitehead. Everyone yep. else, we had Ryan Sutton on the bench. Yep. You know, we had... Tom uh, Starling on the bench. Yeah, we had all of them on the bench, pretty much. But, um, yeah, yeah. But we've running out exactly the same pack. Yep. And didn't and, do a very good job last look, week got, against Souths. We've got one less day turnaround, and we've done twice the travel that Souths have gone. So they've only had one loss. That's in round one to the Storm. Apart from that, they looked really, really good. I mean, they've got the Jai Arrows. They've got the Cam Murrays. They've got the Damien Cooks. Um, they really are looking like and their a backline's pretty, side. And their backline's pretty good yeah, as well. Relatively handy, I've heard tell. Um, and we've won the last two against them. But uh, you know what? You know, Souths are at full strength, except the suspended um, Latrell Mitchell. That's the only positive. But I don't even think that's a positive. because No, they're... well, because then Benji comes into the starting side. Yeah. And the man who loves playing at, at Canberra Stadium he does. more than just He's about anyone. Once, once at Canberra yeah. Stadium in his entire life. Once. You know, and that was with the West Tigers, you know. Yeah, and when he came back, wasn't it? Because when yeah. he was before, because... Even when he went, left the Tigers, then he came down with the Broncos that time. Yeah, and about he four also years came ago. with the Auckland Blues when he was with... Um, and they were Did he come with the dra- He came with the Dragons too when they broke the hoodoo, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came with the Auckland Blues. They hadn't won in Canberra for ages, and they beat the Brumbies. He had, he's only had one loss. He doesn't like losing in Canberra. doesn't do it very, very often. So it's just... It's one of those times where what Raider Nick said at the beginning of the show is exactly what... It needs to happen. The The crowd needs to get out there and actually get on these players to get them up. We don't want to turn this into a, a South Sydney bandwagon party, which I, yeah, mm. I can see it being. They'll, yeah. come, they'll come out of the woodwork. Oh, they always do. They're everywhere. South fans. They're everywhere. Thursday night, though, it's harder for them to travel. Yeah, they'll still find a way. I wonder what the crowd will be. Will we just see another 20,000? How many Caramanna supporters were there? Really, the, oh, a lot. Yeah, there, there were a the, lot I mean, of blue and gold there. But it was still over a 20,000 crowd, so yeah. a lot of that's got to be green. But I would doubt very much on a Thursday night with the current form we're going to see 20,000. But I'm very much hoping we get 15. Yeah. And making a lot of noise. Um, I think we've got Ben Cummins as the ref again, do we not? Pretty sure that's who was yep. who was there, and uh, Peter Goff, who was the ref and, last and, week, and, and Liam and Kennedy, the medically retired Henry Perinara, will find retired. a way to screw us from the box, no doubt. Oh, Henry, oh Henry, <laughs> oh Henry! But um, maybe it's worth looking at the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Well, for us, we got Matt Tomoko, C.S. Oliola, uh, Matt Frawley, and Anamis Louie. Uh, up against uh, Stephen Masters, uh, Sele, uh, Patrick Mago, ex of the the Raiders under twenties, and yeah. Hawkins. I uh, look just you just got to give that one to um, Stephen Hawkins. Yeah, I definitely Stephen Hawkins. No, no, you got to give that one to the Raiders. Now, I, I do think there there is a chance of seeing, you know, when the twenty four hour cut comes, seeing some players drop out of that first thirteen that are named there, and seeing players from the extended bench go in there. For us, for us, I don't think so. You can't see C.S. Soliola or Dynamis Lurie and Matt Tomoko finding their way into that side? No. I can find all three of them coming into that side, no. and I can see players dropping out at that 24-hour mark and then more players dropping out at the no. hour beforehand. No, I can't. Who are you, who's going to drop out? Well, you will notice there is no um, back on the bench, so I would imagine Matt Tomoko is going to find no. his way into that side. I will be very surprised if C.S. Soliola doesn't come back um, into the game. 
No. I would, I, I'll be surprised if we don't see Tomoko and Soliola on that. I don't know who will drop Who's out. Who's captain? Presumably it's Elliot Whitehead. Whitehead. It's Elliot Whitehead. I, I don't know who will um, who will make way for Matt Tomoko and see a Soliola. Nah. But Won't I, happen. My, Won't my happen. vibe is they'll both be there. But I, I give the extended bench to uh, the Raiders on that one. Um, you know, talking about other people who are, um, you know, went up Sydney was upset about things. Uh, Shark Attack. Listen, this weekend I took my family up to Sydney uh, for a little vacation to because uh, they're kind of missing Philadelphia. So I took them up to King's Cross to give them a little taste of home. You know, I figured we could go sightseeing and look at all the vomit and sex shops and street fights and hen's nights. You know, just give them a little taste of home. So we sat down in one of the establishments uh, along that road. We sat down in one of their VIP sections. You know, the room with all the blinky lights and the boxes that suck the souls out of the people sitting in front of them? That room. So we sat down for a nice family time and watched the Raiders play. And what happens again, like I knew was going to happen, Jack White turns into Casper the Ghost in the second half and the rest of the team turn into Homer Simpson backing into the hedge and they completely capitulate. And thanks for doing this in the second half. Why can't you just suck in the first half? Do you really want to give the Twitter chud hive mind another reason to call us the faders? And yet here we are, we're still in the eight, so there's still very much this hope alive. And if we play like we did against Parramatta this Thursday against Souths, I swear to God I'm going to streak the field covered in pig's blood or something. And listen, I'm probably, I'm probably not going to do that. If anyone at the Raiders hears this, I'm, I'm taking a friend. I'm probably just going to sit there. But it's in my head. The, it's, that's how I feel in my heart. So, all right, I'm done. And I hope you're not Raiders. This is it. And that's all you deserve. That's all you deserve, <laughs> Sharky. You know? You know, the one thing that consoles me in this whole thing was I, I watched it on my couch and, you know, it was calm and then, you know, went out the back and cried and, you know, you know, yelled, why me, Lord, why I, me? I, but I, you, you had to return from Sydney, you know, that, that gives me some sort of consolation. I was at home and I, I, I thought about pouring myself a large scotch and I went, I think I'll just go to bed. Yeah. And that's what I did. Before we get to uh, Listener of the Week, which you've got on the running sheet, I think we need to talk about Toots and the future of Jared Croker. I mean, at the end of the game last week, they had a shot of him in the dressing sheds and my heart absolutely just, just went out to the guy. He looked completely broken. He looked like a man who knew that maybe his time in the game is drawing to a close. And I've sort of been flagging this for a while, but I, I, I think... I think the game has now officially passed Jared Croker by. It happens to all the players, you know. It happened to Terry Campisi. It happened to Alan Tung. Alan Tung sort of knew he actually pulled the pin a year early. But but Jared Croker, I think I think the game's passed him by, and it's sad. It's awful. But you know, this is the game in 2021. It's a young man's game, and it's a power player's game, and he's now neither of those two things. He's neither young nor powerful. I mean, he showed in the game he still has quite a lot to offer an attack but attack is is only half the game what's well, really less than half the game because the important part is defense defense has gone over yeah. oh, I, I certainly hope you're wrong i feel very sad for him because like an absolute incredible servant great yeah. guy i mean you, no one can question his commitment no no one can, can 
question how much it means to him and how badly he was hurting after the game. But I'm not surprised that he was injured this week and is out of the side. And look, he's, it says they're saying he's out for one to two weeks, but does he come back into the side? I don't know. Well, look, for a starter, it would very much heavily depend on the people who are in there instead of him. You know, one, if, if people are out, you know, out there doing a rotten job, well, everybody's name's on the table, right? If he's not there. And secondly, you know, we've written him off before and he's come back. and He's, and he's, never, s- been, he's never been dropped before. And I, I certainly hope... He's yeah, but he's been, been out with injury, injury and people have questioned. And look, I really hope that this is one of those times where he can find something else, something extra, and come back and, and make liars out of so many people, you know, because, you know... And this isn't a reason to put someone in in your starting in in your seventeen. It's not, but he's sixteen games shy of that three hundred. I know, but you know it's business. It's not friends. But I, for one, I I'm devastated, shattered for him, and I want nothing more than him to come back and be in top form. Look, I wanted him to come back this even before he came back in the side this year. I thought I really hope that he can lift and, but I just I just I just think it's you know it's a it's rugby league. It's a cruel mistress. And I think I think it's passing by. The the real question is, where do we, and where does he go from here? Because he's contracted to the side for three more years, yeah, on but, on, oh, on big money, and so he's not going to walk away from that. And so he shouldn't. You know, if someone said to me, "You've got this money here, I'm not going to just walk away." So he's got that money on the table. So basically, the options are: he plays reserve grade, we keep on paying him for the next three years. That's one possibility. We somehow gets medically retired due to his bunk shoulder. It's the best case scenario for all, all parties concerned. I think we agree. Or he goes to the UK, he goes to Super League and we pay a fair bit of his freight. Because I think it'd still go quite well over there because it's less structured and less defence oriented. And I think some of his silky skills would still shine over there. But I don't know if that's an option for him. But And he wouldn't. And if he did go over, he wouldn't be going to Wigan or St. Helens. He'd be going to Hull like Campese or a Salford or one of the more struggling sides. The whole thing just makes me feel miserable. It's sad. It's, it makes me... Re- and when they had the shot of him in the dressing room, and I actually thought at that moment, do we really need the cameras in the dressing room? Do we really want to see, see oh, this? Oh, yeah, this voyeurism of watching people suffer. I mean, the, the guy fronted up to the cameras and, and, and spoke to the Fox Sports, and, you know, you could tell he's, he was absolutely shattered. But he did it, and, you know, re- most respect to him for doing so, but, yeah... I don't know. I don't know where he goes. It's a really tough spot for him, and it's a really tough spot for Ricky as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't definitely. gloss over it. I mean, I know you didn't want to talk about it. No. But we can't gloss over it. No, look, and, and Ricky's not having much fun at the moment either. He's not exactly Mr. Cheerful. And he's not, just in case anyone out there thinks he might be, excluding himself by any stretch of the imagination for any blame. In fact, I'd say it's probably the opposite. I think Ricky is very down on himself right now and blaming himself for lots and lots of things. Well, he kind of realises that he sort of, you know, makes mistakes and then... Everyone bloody makes mistakes. But then he doesn't really change his ways. Well, I mean, here's the thing. He says it's a mistake not having a back on the bench, then he doesn't have a back on the bench. Okay, explain that one. Well, maybe it was a smokescreen <laughs> trying to convince people he was going to. Speak, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, let's get on to some... Anyway, listener but look, listener of the week <laughs> this week is SodaStream, at SodaStream, double underscore... And you know why? Because he came on and said he loved our jingles. Loved our jingles, and, and that makes me very happy. 
And so in, in honour of you, Soda Australia, we're going to go out and we're going to talk about who's got a lift? Who? You're not even backing me anymore, oh, man. Oh, I forgot. It I used forgot. to be about the music. <laughs> Who? There you go. That's, that wasn't very good. Uh, okay, okay. Well, who's got a lift? Uh, the entire back line and the, infor- the entire pack and the bench. Yeah, there were a few comments during the week and they, they sort of said... Oh, um, and, and while we're on the subject, the 18th man, the crowd, not the actual HIA 18th man, but the 18th <laughs> man, the crowd, because we did turn into a little bit of a polo crowd against the, pan, uh, against the Eels. We did. Yeah, a Brumbies crowd. <sighs> Come on, let's not talk about the... The rugby, wasn't that bad. Rugby I union. can remember the days of that when the, when the Brumbies were getting you know eighteen thousand a game, and the Raiders were getting seven or eight thousand a game in the early two thousands. The seven or eight thousand people at a Raiders game still made more noise than the eighteen thousand at the Brumbies game because those seven or eight thousand were the committed, hardcore yeah, yeah, fans. Yeah. And also, unlike the Brumbies fans, they actually understood what was happening on the field. Oh come on, no one understands what's happening in rugby. Yeah, that's what I mean. And so they actually were yelling. To the no one knows what's happening in that game. <laughs> Um, but there are, I believe, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. And you know what? I, I'm not sure we can play much worse than we did up at North Queensland. I'm not sure we can we can play much worse than we that did. Was that was officially much. rock bottom. That was that was pretty pretty shit. Um, now, secondly, we also now know the value of Hodgson, and anyone's getting the idea that he's not in our we starting also 13. We now know the value of CNK, and for all people yeah. saying that CNK is uh, attacking linking, passing, etc. It wasn't that great. Well, all the other things he do are so freaking important. So that's good. That's reason to be cheerful. So we got those two subjects off the board. Um, and also we got Joe Tarpanay back. Um, and you know, Off the bench. Yeah, he's off the bench, but he's back. And C.S. Oliola, who I still think is a chance of playing in this match, has had a nice week's rest, which is very, very good. So there are reasons to be cheerful. There are, what, this is, this is round eight of 24 matches? Third of the way through. Third of the way through. Um, you know, we've still got the ability to go on a run and get in those. So there are reasons to be cheerful. What's, what, I've yeah. got quite a few as well. A lot of the feedback prior to the show was that um, who's got a lift was going to be the longest part of the show. Yeah. And reasons to be cheerful was going to be the shortest. But we actually, we managed to, to flip that around. Reasons to be cheerful, we're in the top eight. Somehow, through yeah. a bizarre turn of events... We en- went en- entered that game against um, against the Cowboys ninth. Nine. We, we, we finished. We were eighth. Yeah. So we're in the top eight. So that's a reason to be cheerful. Well, we didn't lose by much, but no. you know, like yeah, yeah. Look, I guess that is a, a reason to be. Another cheerful. reason to be cheerful is the SG Ball side. Oh yeah. Is in the grand final. They are the kiddies. This Saturday uh, versus the Illawarra Steelers at Leichhardt Oval at three p.m. I thought it was out of the patch. No, that's our. That's at, on Saturday. The reserves, the Reds yeah. are playing. On so Saturday. four o'clock. Um, the New South Wales Cup side yeah. is is at Kipax. Yep. At so you might, yeah, are you going to head along to that one? I, I may well if I want to get divorced. The Sharkies. Uh... <laughs> we see. I'm at a, I'm at a stage now where I can I can take my son as well. So it's kind of and any time that um, me and my son are both out of the house. Well, that's yeah, that's that's, that's 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 a popular. If I just were to go out of the house on my own, yeah. And come home drunk, well, that would be a bad move. But if I were to leave the house and take my son as well... And you both come home drunk? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so, you know, like Matthew was asking um, the other day, A, could he host the show again? Um, You know, I've made excuses so far. But he was also saying, Dad, are you going to be proud of yourself when Raiders Review Blake and the Port gets to 100 episodes? And I said to him, no, son, it's not about being proud of myself. It's, you know, it's out there and it's about the friends we make, isn't it? 
It's about the friends we're making along the way, isn't it? Yeah, we've made a few friends and a few enemies. Few enemies, too, yep. But, few enemies. And, um, but and some of those beefs mm. go back a long way, though, don't they? Yeah, oh, they do. Yeah, like like one particular beef you have with a co-host from another podcast. Yeah, yeah. There's one that goes that back. goes back at long, yeah. all the way back to 1994. Yeah, no, no, we no, all loved him. We all loved him. We all loved him in 1904. So you got a Blake Stradamus for us? What's your prediction? Oh, I don't have any. No. Nah. You, you've been you've been surprisingly dry of content in this episode. Surprisingly dry. Of oh, content. I just but he hung out the captain to dry. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that enough? Is, is that what you were trying to Isn't do? I enough? thought you were. Just, I thought. I thought for you that was actually a pretty here's, well okay, handled approach. Here's my prediction. Here's my Blake Stradamus. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here's my prediction. This was actually part of my reasons to be cheerful. But it's, it's turning into a Blake Stradamus now. Hmm. Do you know the last time we were absolutely hit rock bottom? As, as well, this is me personally as a Raiders fan. And Panthers. No, no. And it was, it was, no, that was bad. No, more recent than that. And it wasn't um, the loss in the prelim to the Melbourne Storm, but that was pretty, that was pretty miserable, but you know. No, I was at Bunnings. <laughs> Bikes of Capscombs. Yeah, uh, as it turns <laughs> out. Yeah. I remember you made a hasty exit. The last time I felt really low as a Raiders fan, it was actually after that game against the Melbourne Storm when Hodjo limped off the field. Mm. And I thought, well, that's it. Season written off, you know, it's all over. What happened? We played on a very short turnaround. It was a five-day turnaround. Mm. It was a Thursday night game. It was against the Roosters. Mm. And we came out and we shocked the NRL. And we shocked ourselves. We beat the Roosters. Mm. The opportunity's there to do it again. Oh, no. Against South oh, no, City. no, 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 no. And, and, and regardless, we'd lose, draw, hail, shine, bloody wind. I don't care. I'll, I'll be there and I'll be supporting the boys. But um, sometimes, you know, it's darkest before the dawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let, let, look, let's hope that. Look. But in my sort of my fantasy of this, of us beating Souths on Thursday night, Josh Papali was there. Yeah. But look, you know, I don't think Rick's wrong giving him a break. I think it is good for him to get back and, and recharge and, and put stuff in there, put put some wind back in his sails. The quote from Ricky is, we need him to get back to the old Josh. How good would it be if we saw him get back to the old Josh against Souths? And yep. the other thing I'd say too is the new Josh, he may not be as good as the old Josh. He's still probably better than um, Ryan James and Emre Gula. Yeah, well, let's see what happens because those boys have a chance to exactly tell. Look, Big Red last week, he tried hard. Crazy horse. Yeah. It was a bit wild. It was a bit dangerous. It was, But it wasn't boring. He's never boring, Big Red, is he? And Hutto, I doubt we'll see him on the bench. He's on the bench. Yeah, but I doubt we'll see him on the bench. I'll make you bet he's in the, in the starting. I right? would put Hudson to lock. I would have had Ryan Sutton starting in the front row. I won't be at all surprised to see CHN and uh, Ryan James either dropping back to the bench or out. For no, no, no. Corey, Corey's, he looked good out wide there, and I think he's now he's got that jumper, and we'll see. I'd have Hudson Young through the middle. Yeah. But through the tiring middle. Yeah. Well, look, football I is actually a simple, think, simple I actually game. Think, I actually think we've gone back to... Remember the days of the Big Four? Yeah. And it didn't work. And we went away from the big four. We've kind of gone back to the big four a little bit, maybe. Yep. And it's looking you know, just like that. You know, with Tommy Leroy Lars part being played by uh, Ryan James. It's not working. No, it's not. It's, and if you look at the other teams, they're actually bringing on, on the 20-minute mark, 
they're bringing on a smaller man. Yeah, uh, and that's where we've been. We were in that smaller man capacity. But football is a very, very simple game. And I'll tell you how it works, Blarko. Tackle. Don't let them through. Don't let them score because not only are they not scoring on you, but they're not getting repeat sets, right? Yeah. And then don't drop the ball yourself. If you do those two things, you don't drop the ball and you don't let them score, you will make them tired. And if they get tired, the holes will open and then you will score. And that is a very simple game. And that's what the Raiders have to go back to. Hold your damn line, hold the damn ball, and the opportunities will come. But discipline and effort need to be in there. Nothing crazy, no stupid, don't go for any flair or any crap like that. Hold the damn ball and hold the damn line and watch how much better it gets. But offload when the offload's on because that's how we scored our points in the first half. Maybe. But we had 13 errors and 69% completion rate. I'm the stats guy this week. The roles have been reversed. Right. Uh, if we do that against Souths, we're no oh, chance. crippled. Absolutely no crippled. Chance. No, none whatsoever. We're no chance. None anyway. whatsoever. No. Well, we've got, after this week, we go away to Wagga Wagga, home game, on Saturday 8th of May against the Knights. Then uh, we go to Suncorp for Magic Round um, against the Bulldogs. And I'm not that confident. No, well, you know, and why would you be? And if there was ever a time when you say... If we lose this game, and then we lose to the Knights in Wagga, and then we lose to the Bulldogs in Suncorp, and we've lost over. six in a row... Season over. That is rock bottom. No, rock bottom would be getting the wooden spoon for the first time since 1982. That would be rock bottom. Yeah. And I don't think that's physically possible. Mm. Yeah. I think we have enough wins anyway, already in the bank right now. We're going to win. We're going to win against Souths. Excellent. I'm, I'm pleased yep. to hear that. That's your Blake Stradamus. Yeah. All right. Anyway, you have been listening to the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest store and buried somewhere in the bowels of Pacific, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. And, uh, yeah. Oh, we and, Dennis, to, and to take us out. Yeah, we do. We do. We have a nice song from Dennis um, where he's he's a Michael Jackson classic um, Ooh, called... Michael Jackson. Yeah, called <laughs> Madge. Because just as a reminder that there are some sides doing it tougher than us. One or two. Two weeks ago on a Saturday night a game the West could win if they played it right the Tigers led the Rabbitohs 14 to 6 with 10 to go game on then gay guy scored a Rabbit's try a two point field goal and the scores were tied one minute in golden point extra time Thomas Bird just crossed the line, uh, but maybe Tommy bounced it, then Brooks ran off and scored. When the bunker rep announced it, Tom's try went on the ball and then for me to win. Western Sydney Stadium The Tigers team Were at it again Manly smashed them 40 to 6 They tore the Tigers Defence to bits But to have a try awarded And then when it gets reviewed Turns out the other team has scored it What a Tigers way to lose And that's why Matt We're bad We're really, really bad